Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. One thing that I find that's difficult when people are going through separation and divorce is that they want to communicate like they're married. And so we often have a conversation about how it really needs to be different now. And in fact, your poor nervous systems, both of you, I'm saying, both of you, your nervous systems need to settle down. So let's do a couple of things. Let's communicate less, not more. Let's make sure that everything we're communicating about is strictly about the kids right now. Now, I know that you're going through a divorce. You might want to be talking about property settlement stuff. Okay. Make sure that you set up that there's an agreement about that. Hey, I want to talk about the house. Are we going to sell the house? Okay, let's get an agreement that we'll have that conversation by email or on the phone or whatever, but let's have some boundaries. In that conversation, we're not going to talk about kids. Everything related to kids stays in kid conversations. So I help parents separate those two domains. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I'm really excited about today's guest. I have Karen Bennell. And what's really interesting about this guest is, I mean, I should have heard of her before because she's a well-known author who helps with co-parenting, but I actually learned about Karen through some clients. And I think that speaks volumes. We were working on their parenting plan, part of their divorce. And I had, I always ask, you know, have you done any research? Have you done any work on working together? Because one of my main driving passions about doing divorce mediations is helping parents well after, because we know that's so beneficial to the kids. But they mentioned the co-parenting handbook. So Karen, I'm so grateful that you're here, truly grateful from the bottom of my heart that you're taking the time to talk to my listeners. And I just, if you wouldn't mind sharing your authentic story, because I think you started out as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. You've kind of, it looks like you're you're an author, you're a co-parenting coach, a divorce coach, a mediator. So please share with the listeners what led you down this path. Lisa, thank you. And I love this opportunity. So thank you, all your listeners, for this chance to spend a few minutes with you. So my authentic story is, yes, I was licensed as a psychiatric nurse practitioner, and I worked as a psychotherapist for, oh, close to 40 years. And I got a reputation for working with couples who had experienced a betrayal. So really helping couples repair after affairs. And then I went through my own divorce. And you know, the school of hard knocks is nothing. There's no teacher like it. And although I had been a therapist at that point for 25 years and everyone would have said, oh my God, you must have known exactly what to do. The answer to that question was, I did not. I did not in part because in the 90s, 
there still wasn't a ton of information about how to do divorce well. And both my child's father and I, we kind of defaulted into old technology, right? Anyway, long story short, in 2006, I had the opportunity to work with a couple who said, we know you'll help us get divorced well. You help people stay together, you'll help us come apart. And I had been a major, a major influence in my life had been the Compassionate Listening Project, which honestly is what drives a lot of what I do. And so anyway, I told those guys, no, I don't do that. I help people stay together, but I've never done anybody's divorce. And they said, I know our our best friends told us you would say that. And they went after me three times when I finally said, okay, I'll help. And that's how I got started. Really That's amazing. Family. I mean, yeah, it, it was just such a powerful pivot. And I, I sort of coupled it with the piecework I'd been doing in the Compassionate Listening Project, which is I think of it as I'm doing my contribution to world peace one family at a time. Mm-hmm. If I can help one set of co-parents skillfully care for their children after sometimes the most traumatic, disruptive, stressful experience of their adult lives, then that is the gift. That is my honor. That's where my love shows up. So there you go. See, I knew I would love you. We are very, (laughs) very much in line. Ah, yeah. So I love, I love hearing that story. So you had people reaching out to you with this need and you, you did it. You agreed you did it and it must've went well. Because it's your career now and you and then what led you to writing a book and, and all of that? Okay, well, you know, we all have our own experiences with that still small voice, right? And Lisa, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that you have some of those yourself. But I was walking into the office one Saturday morning in 2013 to see a set of co-parents. And I heard the voice say, you should write it down. And what I had become aware of at that point, I'd been at it for a number of years. And I was telling the same teaching stories. I was teaching the same principles. I was providing the same structure. I was loving in the same way that I always love on couples, right? On parents. And I thought, oh my gosh, I went home that afternoon. This was in July of 2013. I went home that afternoon and I wrote down the outline of the first edition of the book. It was meant to be. That's all I can say. It was meant to be. And I proceeded to write it. And was it easy? It was easy to write it in the sense that I really had been doing the work solidly since 2006. Mm -hmm. I was immersed in those, what would that have been, seven or eight years, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was really just, you know, I don't know, capturing what I was doing and putting it on paper. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, I independently published it in 2014, but then a few years later, Sasquatch Books, which is part of Random House, came to me and said, we, we'd like to, you know, to have your book. So it was rewritten in the second edition. There's also the Audible edition. That's of the first book. I read it. I always tell parents, look, you're having trouble sleeping at night. Okay. Yeah. It happens during divorce. You're waking up. So you just click on the book. And I promise you, my boys will have you asleep in 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's true, but I find you so intriguing because I love, it sounds like you were just really open 
to whatever kind of came your way and you just went with it and look at what you're doing. You're serving the world. And like I love what you said, kind of one couple at a time, helping those children. Right. As I told you, I ordered the book. I haven't had a chance to read it. I just got it like two days ago, but I've been looking through it. It's very comprehensive. And I love that. And I don't know if you know, but I have an online course that is a Minnesota parenting course, a parenting plan course. So it helps couples put together a parenting plan. And you can really do that in any state. I generally just do mediations in Minnesota, but this plan can be used all throughout. I feel like this book along with that, and I can't wait to dig in. I mean, I am reading this and it will make me a better mediator. It will make my course better. So I appreciate it so much. And not to give away everything because people can go order this book like I did, but can you give us like some key takeaways or important things that are important to you or that you find that couples really enjoy about your book? Lisa, again, thank you so much for just a chance to share with people You know, the book is chocked full. I mean, seriously chocked full of strategies, but it's also chocked full of, you know, perspective. You know, one of the things that happens is it's rare that a couple arrives to the point of deciding to separate and divorce at the same time and in the same way. In other words, we often have the experience of one person is calling the finish line or what we call the lever and the other person may still be wishing to work on the relationship or wanting things to be different. And we sometimes think of them as the person, the levy, the person left behind. And so the consequence of that is part of what happens in the divorce course from there, the process of separating and divorcing, is really allowing a window of time for them to sync up emotionally and to really understand each other's emotional path. So that's one of the things that it is the journey through separation for adults. Well, simultaneously, once a couple, once a set of parents goes and talks with their children about the divorce, the children also have their journey through the separation and divorce. And so I want to help parents now, just as parents, not as divorcing intimate partners, because remember, we've got adults who are divorcing and having their own emotional experience. And then we have parents who need to stay available, what we what will become co-parents, right? We need parents to stay available to their children's emotional journey. And so the book really helps tease apart what's happening to me as an intimate partner from who do I want to be for my kids as a parent and what are the skills I need to be the best co-parent I can be to my children's other parent, no longer my intimate partner or soon not my intimate partner, but someone that I will spend the rest of my life in a very important relationship with. Like I say to parents, until death do us part, who knew that was about parenting? Mm -hmm. We thought that was about our love relationship. Well, no, the part that's until death do you part is if you've had a child together. Married or not, you right. are connected. You know, so I need to ask some advice because I do have a couple and it's that story where she was ready to leave. He was not. He's very hurt. And I think that they're already living separate. 
and they have one child. And how can I help them kind of, I think you called it teasing apart so that he can focus on how to, because he's having a, he's struggling with looking towards the future as a co-parent and keeps kind of looking back. And, you know, I had sent him maybe a therapist that he could talk to, to work through that piece. But how do you start to tease that apart? Right. Well, one is, you know, I'm guessing, Lisa, you're really good at this. But one of the things when somebody's really struggling is that we sometimes have to take a minute and just go right into that pain point with them, right? To be able to say to him, you are bereft. Your heart is broken. It is hard for you to imagine how on earth you're going to be able to co-parent with this woman who's just broken your heart, right? Go right into that pain point and he's going to do exactly what you're doing, which is he's going to be nodding his head just like well, this. Well, do you want to know something interesting? He denied it because they're both there. And yeah. and so I don't think yep. he wanted to acknowledge or admit it no so i let that rest yeah okay so here's the thing it doesn't mean that you're not what i call ringing the bell or getting the bullseye it doesn't mean you're missing the mark in other words right and so if he's denying you go okay well then you know what help me help me understand what's gonna hold you back from being the best dad you can be to brandon and part of that is going to be being the most skillful co-parent with Madeline for Mm -hmm. Brandon. So you help me understand because I'm right here with you. I'm going to walk this with you. I'm going to help you get there. Right. So now I'm just going to then turn it on, turn it on its head a little bit, call his bluff because you and I both know he's suffering. Mm -hmm. He hasn't grieved yet. He's defensive and that's okay. Hey, listen for everybody who's listening to this. That's the territory. This is where Lisa and I live. This is what we do. We sit in this fire. We work with the fire. We calm down the fire. And then we take those embers and we rebuild the family. It's this time it's going to be a two-home family. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let let it just lay there in ashes. We're going to cultivate something that's really going to help children thrive. I love what you just said, rebuild a family. The family isn't getting destroyed it's getting rebuilt a different it's getting restructured it's just getting restructured okay well next i can't help i have to ask you because this is always i try to give parents tips because it's so emotional for when i'm not there with them and when they're trying to communicate and they're angry you know they're they're so angry at yeah they're triggered that's the word i'm looking for I have some tools, but I bet you have even more. Would you mind sharing some? So one thing that I find that's difficult when people are going through separation and divorce is that they want to communicate like they're married. And so we often have a conversation about how it really needs to be different now. And in fact, your poor nervous systems, both of you, I'm saying both of you, your nervous systems need to settle down. So let's do a couple of things. Let's communicate less, not more. Let's make sure that everything we're communicating about is strictly about the kids right now. Now, I know that you're going through a divorce. You might want to be talking about property settlement stuff. Okay, 
make sure that you set up that there's an agreement about that. Hey, I want to talk about the house. Are we going to sell the house? Okay, let's get an agreement that we'll have that conversation by email or on the phone or whatever, but let's have some boundaries. In that conversation, we're not going to talk about kids. Everything related to kids stays in kid conversations. So I help parents separate those two domains, property settlement, from kids they don't belong in the same bucket, if you will, right? The other thing is slow down. Slow down every communication. Don't try and build Rome in a day. If you find you're getting heated, acknowledge it. You know what? I'm getting triggered. I'm going to step away. I'll be back in five minutes. I'll be back Mm -hmm. tomorrow. I'll be back whenever I'm going to be back. But don't bother using communication now, especially about your kids, to discharge a bunch of upset energy. Right. That's like fighting like you're married. Let's not do fighting like you're married. And my guess is it's going to take some practice. If you haven't done it, you know, saying, okay, I'm getting triggered right now. So I always also like to tell parents, go eat, be a little gentle with yourself. If you blow up, right? And you can realize what you've done. You can come back and say, I'm sorry. I really want to let you know when I'm starting to feel triggered. It's okay if you fail because that's how you learn. But to be aware and and to, I, I love that idea of I'm being triggered right now and to be okay if you slip up. 100%. You know, people with belly buttons deserve a 15% error. <laughs> so, you know, just let everybody be a little bit, like you said, more gentle, more compassionate, more understanding, but not just with ourselves, by the way. So here are soon to be co-parent in crime here. We're going to raise Brandon together for the rest of our lives, you and me. And you're the one who blows up. Am I going to take that to the bank now and use that as proof, Lisa, that you're a terrible co-parent and you're never going to change? Or am I going to say, whoa, I really hit a nerve or we got into territory and Lisa wasn't ready for? What am I going to do with that? Because I have choices. I can use it to build resentment or I can use it from a place of compassion. I'm so glad you brought that up because here I'm going to become a better mediator. I haven't brought that up because of who I am, because Mm -hmm. I'm hard on myself, where I'm always kind of thinking of the other person. And so I didn't even think through that for them to be gentle with the other person as well. Hand the dog a bone, is that what they say? I mean, let it, (laughs) you know? So that's so interesting because sometimes we bring our stuff into this and we can't, you know what I mean? And I miss that. So that's really going to help me a lot to make sure, yeah, go easy on yourself. But also if the other parent blows up, have compassion for that parent too. Right, right. This isn't easy territory. And I find myself reminding parents that this isn't easy territory. And even though you might be having an easy window at the moment, maybe things are going really well for you or you're feeling particularly solid. It's a wave. It might change next week. And we don't know where your co-parent is. But what we do know, what you and I both know, Lisa, is that at the end of the day, the more I can help you be the best parent you can be for Brandon, the better Brandon is going to be. And so I don't lose sight of that. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like if I help you figure out how to pack the overnight bag rather than put hands on hip and go, what kind of a parent are you that you don't know how to do the overnight bag, right? Like I could go there. I could, Mm -hmm. I could get hands on hips and get all that, right? 
But instead, if I say, okay, let's talk about what Brandon needs in the overnight bag or what Brandon wants in his lunch. If I set you up to be the best co-parent you can be, that only serves Brandon. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. It's actually not even for you. I'm going to do that. My motivation, everything I ask a co-parent to do for one another, my motivation is to do it for those kids. And they're mm -hmm. really clear about that. I don't, you know, the ship has sailed on this, on this relationship, this marriage. You've told me that, right? This ship has sailed. What hasn't sailed is how well the two of you work together to raise Brandon. And, you know, although I've never worked with anyone who doesn't adore their children and love them and in their hearts want what's best for them, right? I can't always get them there in a mediation because they, they can't help. But when they're trying to think of the schedule, I keep thinking, what works best for Brandon? What do you think would be best for him? You know, I can keep bringing it up. Do you have any tips even for me or for co-parents to kind of keep that focus on the child and your love for the child. Yes, there's a couple of things that I would say, Lisa. So the first one I'm going to say is that parents often come to mediation, separation and divorce with a lot of their own old experiences as children. I kind of want to know what those are because a lot of times what's driving a parent's value around well, I think Brandon needs to live with me every school night because Brandon needs X, Y, or Z, like, right? And they are just locked solid on what the solution is. And you as a mediator know this. We want to know what interests are we serving underneath that solution? Mm -hmm. And is there more ways to get there than that particular trail up the mountain, right? So that's one thing. I want parents to know that the research is clear. If I've got two mostly capable parents in front of me, this kiddo is going to benefit from a shared schedule, not a 50-50 schedule. Let's not equate those two things. Although a 50-50 schedule is a shared schedule, so is a schedule where that kidlet spends five out of 14 overnights every two weeks. But what we're really saying is enough time to feel at home with each of his parents or her parents, right? This is what we're after. So I want them to have that data point because sometimes that really helps with some of the other things that go on. Now, the most important strategy that I'll use with parents early on is we actually do some goal setting at the beginning and I ask them to do a little futurizing with me and you may have this strategy as well already. But I say, okay, you know, let's fast forward in 20 years, Brandon and Stella are going to be sitting around the table because Stella has just going to, has just received her master's degree in psychology. She's going to become a therapist or she's going to be something. And we're all sitting around after graduation. And, you know, Brandon and Stella start to roast the two of you, right? You know, you're having a, a glass of wine or a cup of tea and they start to roast you like young adults do, right? And there's not one of us that don't remember roasting our parents, God willing, they were still alive at the time, mm -hmm. right? To make fun of them. I said, so they start to roast you. And then in a poignant moment, Stella changes the tone and she says, you know, mom and dad, or mom and mom, dad and dad, by the way, you know, parents, when you decided to get divorced, I was really scared. I didn't know what was going to happen. But the truth of the matter is, so here's the visualization I have them in. The truth of the matter is, 
when you divorced, the two of you were able to, the two of you were able to, and now I say to the parents, what's on that list? What is it that you were able to do in this next 15 or 20 years that sets Stella and Brandon up to answer that question in a way that you will be proud of? Well, we'll, we'll be able to communicate about, you know, Brandon's basketball lessons, or we were able to help Stella continue to do her robotics competitions, whatever it was. I want them to be as specific as they can in this moment about setting a platform, because then I say to them, every single thing we do from here on out, from this conversation forward is toward that end, is to build that life across two homes for your children. I love that. And Karen, I'm going to borrow that. I have something a little bit similar, but not that good, not that specific. So yeah, for sure. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. See, you're making me a better mediator. You're helping my listeners. So I love this. And I can't believe the time is going so fast. And you know, at the end of my podcast, because I'm in my barn with my horses back there, I have what I call the saddle up segment where I ask for just one tool or tidbit of advice, something listeners can do right now, moving forward, maybe to make their life better or whatever it is. You've given us a lot. Is there anything else you can add? You know, what I would say is I want parents to remember that what divorce breaks apart for a child, skillful co-parenting will rebuild. So your goal is to learn those skills. It can start with watching Lisa's, you know, Lisa's work on how to build a parenting plan. Let's make sure that parenting plan is child-centered and it has all the guardrails that we need about how we're going to celebrate holidays and birthdays and who's going to do the peer birthday party and how's it going to work when we go on vacation in the summer. Let's make sure that parenting plan grows with your child, right? So let's do our homework. Let's read the co-parenting handbook. Going to get a ton, ton of support and strategies in there. 
about how to do this well. So again, co-parenting is a set of skills. And if in your head, you're listening and you hear yourself saying, I'll never be able to co-parent with that person over there because they've done so many bad things. What I want to say to you is co-parenting is not an option. The question Mm -hmm. isn't whether we're going to co-parent. The question is how skillfully will I show up? Will I show up as a co-parent? Co-parenting doesn't follow fifth grade playground rules. I'm only going to do it if you're going to do it, Lisa. I'm only going to be a good co-parent if you're a good co-parent. Uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. I can learn the skills. I'm going to show up. That's my gift to my children. It's the best I can do. That's so, so good, Karen. Thank you so much. And if my listeners want to get in touch with you, for one, they can. I know that you can get this on Amazon. And Audible, the book, where else can they find you if they want a session or? At this point, I'm doing what are called one-time consults. Parents can call me. We do 90 minutes together. It's anything they want and need in terms of setting up the platform for their separation. Maybe they want to strengthen their co-parenting. Maybe they're dating again, Lisa, and they want to know how to do that. Well, I call it stepwise. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they are welcome to contact me through my website, Karen S. Bonnell, very easy, or Coach Karen in Kirkland. I live in Kirkland, Washington. Everybody knows about Kirkland because Costco is about a mile and a half from here, but who would carry that toilet paper home? (laughs) Anyway, yeah, they are welcome too. Well, wonderful. And we will have all your information in the show notes. So Karen, I really want to thank you for being here today and for helping me get better and for giving, you've given us new tools that we haven't heard of before. So I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for listening to that quiet voice that led you to where you are. (laughs) Still quiet voice. There you go. My absolutely my honor. Thank you. Yes. Take good care. Hey friends, you may have heard me mention my swan analogy, how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm, and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost-effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe and to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com slash different. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter. 